Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm talking with Neil Watterson, Global Head of Guest Products and General Manager of Uber for Business, who was one of the presenters here at the ASA MSO Symposium at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Hi, Neil. Thanks for joining us today. Tony, thanks for having me. You did a great presentation on the future of Uber mobility and the automotive industry, and I thought we would like to dive into a couple of points that you made during your presentation, if you wouldn't mind. Sounds great. Super. Let's begin with the numbers. You had mentioned 3.9 million drivers in the world, and the Uber process averages five-minute time from order to pickup. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Wow. Is that standard for the rideshare industry? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our founder, Travis Kalanick, said that you should be able to get a ride in five minutes or less. And he actually later expanded and said you should be able to get anything in five minutes or less. And so as we've expanded into other business units, such as Uber Eats, Freight, we are seeing that on-demand requesting and ordering something and then getting it very quickly soon after is something that's a hallmark of that makes Uber Uber. Well, one of the things that I wanted to explore with you, and, and it's not related to your presentation, but it is related to what we're discussing. Two years ago, I was at the South by Southwest conference, and I heard a wonderful presentation by Dieter Zetsche, the CEO of Mercedes at the time. And he had said the future is CASE, which to me was strange, but he said it's, that stands for Connected, Autonomous, Shared, and Electric. Would you agree with that statement? Is that where Uber's going with their transportation models? Yes, I believe that that is exactly right. Uber is the connective tissue that enables people to be able to request rides. And those rides are increasingly shared with other people through products like Uber Pool, where you can actually ride with someone else headed in the same direction. We have a greater investment within electronic, electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles as well. We are uh, heavily developing into our ATG, our autonomous division within Uber, to continue to develop that. It's anyone's guess how long that will take to actually roll out. We are testing currently. But I would say that this framework is right. There's one thing that I would add to this, which is new modalities or new ways in which people can actually move around a city other than cars. We have integrations with transit agencies. We have bikes and scooters, mopeds. We're continu- continuously innovating on different ways of moving from point A to point B. And I think that the future is the interconnectedness of all of these things, allowing somebody to easily and seamlessly move from one modality to another. So the actual concept of what mobility is is changing. Correct. And we like to think of Uber as a platform, a mobility platform that enables people to use all of these different modalities seamlessly across a variety of different things. Growing up, I was always told, don't get into cars with strangers. Right. And that's exactly what we're doing with, with ride sharing, with all of the organizations out there like Uber. But one of the biggest concerns I know when we talk about autonomous vehicles has been the American public is not quite there yet when it comes to, is this thing really safe? And I think that's some of the safety issues were something that Uber wrestles with, even with their live drivers, right? That's right. Safety is our number one priority at Uber. It's something that we focus 
incessantly on trying to make sure that we have a safe and reliable transportation option for our customers and driver partners. So to give some people ease of mind, there are a number of things that we do today to help ensure safety on our platform. The first comes to our driver partners. We conduct extensive background screenings of any driver that would be on our platform as well as vehicle inspections to ensure that the vehicle is up to our standards. Second is a two-way rating system, which allows riders to rate drivers to better understand you know, how effective they are as a driver. And we proactively remove drivers from our platform who have low ratings. And last but not least, we proactively monitor our driver partners to look for any opportunities where they may be driving recklessly and reach out to them to help uh, rectify those types of issues. I think what's funny about the statement that you made is, uh, you know, don't get in a car with strangers. We're seeing an overarching trend where people are more increasingly more so willing to kind of share things with other strangers or other people. You see it happening with Airbnb, where people are now opening up their homes to strangers to stay in their house. You're seeing it with Amazon, where people are actually going into other people's homes to actually deliver packages. So I think this is a trend that will continue moving forward, and we will need to adapt and adopt and put these types of safety features in place to help people feel more comfortable with this new world. Hmm. Well, Uber for Business, I think you just covered what they basically do. We're talking about delivering food, things like that. Future mobility options, what impact will they have, do you think, on the collision and mechanical repair markets? Yeah, I think they could have a significant impact. In Uber for Business, we aim to enable businesses to harness the power of Uber. All that Uber offers, we're providing and building products. And uh, a lot of those products are B2B to C. We help businesses provide transportation options to their customers and guests. And so when you think about the collision and mechanic space, you know, when your car's in in the shop and needs to be repaired uh, and you take it in there to get repaired, you've got to find a way to get home. And a lot of times there's movement of, of cars from one place to the other. And so what we've seen in this space or in this industry is that Uber for Business and the products that we offer, such as Uber Central and Uber Vouchers, allow people to be able to seamlessly provide a great customer experience to their customers and helping them get back to work or get on the road to doing something else and also help facilitate operations by removing the need for chase cars and other types of managing loaner cars and the complexity that comes from all of that. Using ride sharing, I mean, it seems pretty straightforward to me. Uh, Shops obviously using Uber and, and other ride sharing things to get their customers home. Can you talk about what other impacts that this might have on the businesses. What, what's going to look like down the road, four, five, ten years down the road? Yeah, it's anyone's guess what it will look like ten years down the road. I think you pointed out case, more connected, autonomous, shared, and electric vehicles. And so I think as these fleets of self-driving cars are, are eventually come onto the road, there will be a hybrid time in which there's both you know drivers in cars as well as autonomous vehicles. And how long it takes to become fully autonomous, I think, is anyone's guess, but I think it's, a, it's quite a ways out. So you know we are seeing companies that are repositioning real estate to kind of think about the electrification grid and how do we charge these cars, how do we repair these cars, how do we provide opportunities for these cars to kind of be serviced, these fleets of, uh, of autonomous cars that come to fruition moving forward. But I think the timeline on that is a bit ways out, and there are kind of some real opportunities and, and things that we can do today with the technologies that we have now to better kind of integrate collision and mechanic shops with the products that, that we offer through Uber for Business. The standard dynamic was a vehicle spent 80% of its life parked. Actually, some say 90%. 
I think the data I heard was 96%. Well, if we're talking about cars that are going to be turning that upside down, so 96% of the time the car is going to be moving, is Uber exploring or thinking about any potential partnerships with the repair side of the business along those lines? Are any business models developing that you see or being considered? You know, I'm not as close to that part of the business, honestly, to speak in depth about it. I know there are things taking place. And as you think about our other forms of transportation, Uber Elevate, which is flying cars, we are talking with, you know, real estate companies about vertical takeoff and landing locations and and other types of real estate options for our scooters and bikes that need to be recharged and repaired. So there are definitely conversations happening about where this goes. I'm not as privy to, to exactly, you know, what those look like. Wait, you just said the magic word, flying cars. Are you really thinking about flying cars? 100%, Tony. Uber Elevate is our electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. And, you know, if you want to give it a taste of this, actually today you can kind of prototype Uber Copter in New York. So uh, you can request an Uber Copter from New York to JFK. I haven't done it yet, but I hear it's a very seamless and exciting process of being able to fly in a helicopter. Now, these vehicles will be electric and they will have special safety features that allow them to fly overhead. But you think about it, we, we operate in a three-dimensional world. We, you know, we live in skyscrapers, we work in skyscrapers, but our transportation system is, is two-dimensional. And so uh, you know, while there's traffic and congestion on the ground, being able to actually transport via the air provides a, a faster, more efficient way of, of moving from point A to point B. And you know, there, there's some who you know, even speculate that air transportation may even come before autonomous vehicles, just given the complexity and the challenge with solving how you get a car to drive in and of itself on the road, whereas the air, you know, you're not dealing with pedestrians, you're not dealing with a lot of the kind of factors that you have to take into consideration with with autonomous driving. Well, so Uber Copter in New York, you said, right? That's right. Is that piloted or is that autonomous? It's piloted. Wow. Okay. Well, it looks like we have quite a bit to look forward to in the years ahead from Uber. And any final thoughts or words from your presentation today? Yeah, I just encourage any listeners out there who might be interested in seeing how Uber can partner with them and their business. You know, we have a whole division that is focused on partnering closely with businesses to help them transport their customers and guests. And we have a variety of different products Uber Central, Uber Vouchers, that allow businesses to cover the cost of this transportation or a portion of the cost of this transportation. So when you think about courtesy rides, when you think about replacing chase cars or or reducing complexity of chase cars, or even removing kind of loaners or rental cars, Uber has this suite of products that can improve customer satisfaction, reduce complexity, and lower costs. And, you know, we'd love to share more with, with anyone who might be interested. Well, Neil, thank you very much. This has been fascinating, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of our members that are going to be want to talk to you about that, uh, that mobility option. We've been speaking with Neil Waterson, Global Head of Guest Products and General Manager of Uber for Business here at the MSO Symposium, the 8th Annual Edition. And, Neil, thank you again for your presentation, and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Tony. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. You too.